onto this computer. All right, we're pressing record, which is always a good start, Craig. Uh, <laughs> we can hear some people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks. <laughs> hey, folks, what are we drinking tonight? I am drinking a bottle of San Miguel. I've got uh, my hometown brew, the, uh, the Moosehead Lager. GNT, someone's got to bring a little bit of glass to this conversation. Thanks for that, Becca. In case you don't know, I'm Steve Pritchard. That was James Bailey on the San Miguel, Craig on the Moosehead, and the ever-rolling eyes of Becca Kingdom on the GNT. Welcome to what we're tentatively calling the Pink Tron, because uh, we couldn't think of any better names. Um, we didn't really want to bore you with our voices for two hours on some of the ridiculously long routes that James has chosen for this year's HSRL. So we're just going to chat on a podcast for 10 to 15 minutes, see if you like it. So James, tell us what is HSRL? What's it all about? What are the rules? How do I play? So um, Herd Summer Racing League is a 12-week series where your best 10 results count. Um, we have um, 12 races, which are either short, long, flat, or hilly. Um, and the main premise of the, these races is that um, you score points for the, the sprints and the climbs. So um, as an example, if there are four laps um, and each lap has a sprint and a climb, um, you'll have eight opportunities to score points. Um, so you will score points on the, on the sprint and the comm, and you will also score points on your overall position. Um, so loads of opportunities to uh, score points, um, and each race um, will be different. And I'm sure like, um, well, sorry, someone cut in. Yeah, we will do. And I'm, I'm I'm sure, like James uh, has there, I'll run out of steam on most of the races. Uh, Becca, what, what's your favourite element of HSRL? Like we said, it's points-based racing. You get points for doing the, the primes or the, the King of the Mountain on the sprint segments really quickly, uh, and you get points, uh, some points for finishing high up in GC. What are you going to target? Are you going to target both? Why do you like this, league? To be honest, this is the first time I've actually been in A. Last time I raced HSRL, I was in C. It was a lot different. And I pretty much just targeted the comms and the overall. Um, this time around, I'm not sure I've got a chance with any of it. So, um, yeah, we'll just give it a go and uh, hopefully end up somewhere middle of the pack, maybe not quite last. And Craig, what about you? What are you looking to do this year at HSRL? So I absolutely love the format. Um, and it's just, it doesn't matter if you get dropped, you still have something to do. And that's, you know, so it's... Uh, I love it. It's uh, you're not really quite sure what happened when you finish, and, and that's actually kind of fun. Um, so the uh, but I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna keep racing B as long as I can. I'm actually thinking that uh, given that I didn't make my uh, my March deadline, I'm probably not going to get to A until next winter. So uh, I, I'm going to race B and uh, and see how it goes. I'd really like you to go to A's, Craig. Uh, I know you would. As someone who will finish at the back of B's, uh, <laughs> I'm quite looking forward to people moving up into A's. Uh, James, we're in Bologna this week, aren't we? Uh, TT route. Uh, why did you choose this one? We are indeed. Um, I, I chose Bologna because I thought it'd be a really nice opportunity to have an basically an entry course, um, a prologue, um, where people get to like 
fresh for living donuts up ourselves for about um, 15 to 25 minutes um, and see how they get on against their category. Um, so slightly differently to Craig, um, I'm really, really close to A. Um, so I decided that I would enter in category A. Um, having looked at the times of the first race tonight, I'm absolutely guaranteed to finish dead plum last. Um, Someone is I, regretting their decision already. How, how many yeah. seconds off your PB have you got to do to finish not last in tonight's age? Yeah. 90. 90? <laughs> <laughs> Becca, you're the scientist here. As a percentage of his PB, uh, what are we looking at there? It's, uh, I'm going to guess 5 five to 10%. Yeah, I, I I can't do maths when I'm drunk things, but yeah, I would guess that's fairly substantial. And to be honest, if tomorrow goes terribly, I'm just going to give up on it. Just wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you going to ride in Sedbeck? Outdoors. Oh god, I miss the outdoors. The outdoors is lovely, isn't it? I I, I still am slightly afraid of it. Uh, Craig. Talk to us about your tactics sense of what you're going to go for. We've got Bologna. It's, it's basically a, um, a, that test we do. I've forgotten the name of the test, you know, that fitness test, ramp test thing that uh, Swift makes you. Is that how you're going to target it? Just go all out? Um, so my basic uh, race strategy for every race ever since I started racing is to go out way too hard and then try and hang on. So... <laughs> Attempt the BMX in you there, Craig. You're just, uh, you just want to flat out out of the gate. You've got that nice downhill start. You can be resting up against that metal thing that drops down. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, in reality, I, I'm going to be... I'm going to try for uh, right around or just right around FTP uh, for the flat and then accelerate. Oh, cool. So a lot, a lot of people talk about doing over-unders here, don't they? So you do 95% on the flat, yeah. 6Ks, and then you've got two Ks up on the climb, and we try and go harder. I've never got this right. I've done the 95% bit really, really well, um, and yeah. then I don't really remember the next nine minutes. Um, and that's... I think that's right. I'm pretty How sure I get it wrong you do it every last time. Craig, are you going to do it any different? Because, to be fair, watching you last time, I was quite concerned that you might have died. <laughs> I, I, I was fairly certain Craig had died for a whole eight, eight, eight minutes. Why, why was that, though? He just stopped and went silent on Discord. Like he just I mean, stopped. Craig not making sound happen isn't the new thing, though, isn't it? We, do, we don't worry he's died every time the sound happens. <laughs> so, um, so no near-death experiences this time. What bikes are we thinking about? That new canyon has got to be the TT bike of choice. Canyon Swede Max plus two. Yep, I, I, I think me too. There's a lot of talk of um, people doing um, bike swaps um, at the bottom of a hill, which will ultimately cost 10 seconds. So people doing um, TT to start the hill and then quickly switching to a climbing bike. Personally, um, I, I think that's an entirely waste of time. Um, and you've, you're going to sh shed seconds doing it. Yeah, those people are wrong. You should not change bikes. <laughs> Agreed. I, d I love this idea of doing a 10-second bike change. My, my bike change in a race experience would be so much slower. You know, get off bike, 
realize my new trainer is three inches higher off the ground so wonder about how i'm going to get off the bike then realize i don't know the, the, the magic keyboard shortcut to get to the garage so google what's the key to get into the garage <laughs> then realize that the bike has just stopped in this time and i could have just pressed menu and got to the garage that way forgotten which bike i'm going to ride up the hill uh, get back on the bike pedal realize i'm still in the pairing screen um, so yeah, it's about a two minute 30 experience for me, any bike change. Um, but, uh, kudos to those who go for it. I, I'm also going to go for the, the Canyon bikes. I, I've read the, I've just Googled it on Zwift Insider while we're chatting and it knocks three seconds off the next fastest time in Tempest Fujit, uh, the Cervelo P5X, if anyone's interested. I'm never too, how much, how much kudos, how much credence do we give to this whole, any bikes faster than the other? I mean, that's. I never. I, I think Eric tests at 300 watts, doesn't he? And 80 kilos, I think, is his benchmarking for this one. So, oh, oh how much, how much do we one? trust he, these numbers? He he used to do uh, 300 watts and 75 kilograms, which quite conveniently is now me. You've bought the same drill, it. Eric Scott. I do have the same drill as Derek, Eric, whatever his name is. <laughs> I'm fine, thank you, Greg. Um, so no, it's three seconds, isn't it, over a fifty-minute course? Like, do we really think it's making any difference, or are we doing this just to have some different pixels slash something to blame when we go up the hill? Every second counts. I want all of those three seconds. Yeah, I, I was going to say like like three seconds is actually quite a big deal. Um, that that could be like two or three places in a race. So three seconds, yeah, I'll absolutely take it. So I'm, I'm more on the uh, flat course as well. So, yeah. So, so I, I come in on the, uh, I'm not sure it makes any difference, but any excuses I can load up ahead of time, I'm all for. Oh, so, so that's the bike, right? I think we're all agreed there, aren't we? I can't, I can't raise a dissenting voice. Much as I love my pink Tron, I'm, I'm also going to ride the Canyon um, because I want those three seconds as well. Um, and so, yeah, no dissenting voices. We're doing Bologna. We're all going to ride it the same way. So this, this is incredibly dull. Uh, next week could be more fun where we talk tactics and I talk about how what I'm going to entertain myself with while I ride around on the back on my own. Um, but yeah, this week, uh, everyone riding on the road. Um, so no, no poor Steve doing that. Uh, we're all going to go out fairly close to FTP and then we're going to go a bit above FTP, as much above FTP on the uphill bit. Uh, it's quite a, it's quite a straightforward course, this one, isn't it? So a nice one to bed us in and we're all agreed on that bike. Uh, what level, I think it's level 31, is it? Looking at you folks in case you know, I, I've, I've got the Google page open and I'm slightly too to read. Yeah, it's a mid. It's not a. It's not a particularly high level one. It's no disco wheels. What, what were they level forty five or something? So, um, I, I'm actually. I, I, we were going to talk about what, what else is on, but I actually want to talk about the fun thing. So, what has pissed us off about Swift this week, um, uh, as we will call this segment? So, uh, Greg, what's the thing that's annoyed you the most about Swift or, or the world of Swift this week? Um, so. Obviously, Zwift Racing League and everything being released at different times than it was said it was going to be released. So, so what's happening with Zwift Racing League? I've, I've, I've seen loads of Facebook notifications. I'm going to get an email. I don't have to click on a thing where I click on another thing and I might get a link and that's why I sign up. And I'm just playing ZRL. You're organizing all the captains and everything for the herd, aren't you? Uh, well, I don't know what organizing. I, I'm at least throwing names at people and hoping that they manage to get them into a team. But uh, no, it's uh, so 
yeah it, it's uh it's interesting this new this new wrinkle where we each team can only have 12 riders um i don't actually think any of our teams had more than 12 riders ride for them in season one or two anyway so i don't think it's a big deal um but uh i know me personally I, I i can now only ride for two teams across all the time zones instead of riding for this team at two in the afternoon and this team at 10 o'clock at night and so that's going to put a little crimp in my style yeah i think it's actually quite harsh on the people who uh, work more flexible hours or, or like us are just nerds and have ridden lots of different times it's done they so say in eastern you you sit sit across quite a few of the team t uh, time zones you can do emea and apac probably quite reasonably um uh, I, no i wouldn't have thought you'd do apac apac would be really early you'll do um, oh no i'm doing apac oh bloody you're just nuts <laughs> then craig i said we could do apac and emea and if we were nuts we could do the like midnight ride so there's kind of three options here in the uk um and you've got you could do apac at what time would a apac would be something 5 30 like, in the morning oof. i mean that, that that is doable that is a time that some of us have once gone to bed um yeah so but staying up that late to play zwift no that's, that's yeah so for me it's apac is 5 30 in the morning um the EMEA is, or, is through the afternoon 7 45 p.m for America's East and 10 p.m. for America's West, which is late but doable. So you've, you've got a whole spread. So there's, there, there's a lot of rides you could who go in. Un, unlike, and let's let's shamelessly promo the HSRL James. There are seven different time zones or different events you can take part in every week uh, in HSRL, <laughs> and I, some of us might even know some of the times. One of them happened today. There are indeed. Um, in terms of uh, UTC, we've got um, 6 o'clock and 9.50 on Friday. Then we have um, 8 o'clock, 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. on Saturday. And then midnight and uh, 1.30 p.m. on Sunday. Cool. So it's seven o'clock. Nobody knows what UTC is, James. Just, go, just move on to British summertime. <laughs> it's what GMT used to be before people did decided that they weren't allowed to call it GMT before and it made more sense but there we go um that's my incredibly anglo-centric view on time zones there for you Craig <laughs> why doesn't the world bend to our will anymore because we're a small nation that's getting smaller that's why things um so uh Becca what's annoyed you about Zwift this week and Zwifting is it the fact that the weather's actually nice and you want to be in the outdoors I did go outside today and I will go outside tomorrow and Sunday because it's nice and sunny. Um, honestly, nothing really, other than I still can't get used to the drafting when doing a TGT, and I still seem to spend the entire time in the middle of the road and getting absolutely no benefit and putting out 0.3 watts a kilo more than everybody else. But I have a feeling that's probably just me. Yeah, I listened to Zwiftcast about this, and it, it made me none the wiser, I'll be honest. But they did, say, they did seem to suggest it, it highlighted people who weren't very good at using the sticky draft in pace lines, which I hadn't realized was even a thing, um, that people were deliberately using the sticky draft to make sure they rigidly stayed in the pace line, like the top teams. Um, so the, just goes to prove that I make this shit that, that nobody watches and I don't watch the other shit that, that people make um, that I probably should watch about Zwift. So there we go. 
any other experiences in the sticker draft? I, I've not written it. I've only written two or three times since the update, so I haven't really noticed the difference. I get dropped very early. It still happens. So I haven't seen a huge difference. I mean, I, I see different things happening on the screen, but I, I have, don't really find a huge difference. Uh, really, the only thing is I find the back of the pack gets fragmented a little bit earlier and you just have to watch a little bit more to bridge. But that's really, other than right there, it seems pretty much the same. And actually it almost seems like when you're coming up, when you come up on a rider and pass them relatively quickly, it actually seems smoother than it was before. Are you just trying to say I suck, Craig? No, you're putting out 0.3 watts 0.3 watts per kilogram more than everyone else because you weigh two thirds of a person. I mean, I don't know whether, having not watched in TTT, I don't know whether that's the problem. I, I, I actually, kudos to Swift. Uh, I think they have actually fixed something here that I, I used to get hammered by the sticky draft at my 68 kilos that I would curse it. And I, I noticed at Chris City last weekend actually overtaking people. I'd be riding up to them and I'd be like, I'm going to have to bump up what's I'm going to get stuck, aren't I? And I, I, the bike would start turning, like changing track and, and going around them, which, which was lovely. Um, I still, still did they get dropped, uh, did then get dropped. Can't say that. Um, still now, a week later, um, on a bend on the flat, um, which just shows me being dopey on Swift more than anything else. But, but there we go. Um, right. I, I, James, let's go to you. What's, what's annoyed you about the world of Swift this week? Um, I think um, having to submit 18 different change requests to move all, all of our events um, an hour earlier. And, I mean, um, the, the counterpoint to that is why did you bother? Um, <laughs> um, so obviously, um, daylight savings occurred. Um, we sprung forward an hour. Um, so I had to move all of our events back an hour to make sure they all happened at the same time. Um, and, and then being told by my um, uh, the guy that like normally does um, all of the um, event stuff for me that I could have just told him and he'd done all of them for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you're annoyed. <laughs> I don't know who you're more annoyed at. Your 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 handler, uh, as it were, we'll refer to him now, um, who who's told you about a thing that he could have just done that you spent hours doing. Or the fact that you spent the hours doing it, I'm not. Too, I'm not too sure which you're more annoyed at. I'm fairly certain if I hadn't done all of the 18 change requests, he would have told me to do all the 18 change requests. But now I've done them, he told me that I didn't need to. That that sounds like a, a classic uh, civil service solution to these kind of things. Um, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what annoyed me because because I can um, uh, at this point. It, I, I shared this in the build up before we pressed record, but. It's how annoyed people get um, at Zwift doing an April Fool. So the, the buggy bikes yesterday, there were people horribly irked by that. And how dare you change my bike? And just actually, I do feel sorry for Zwift when they genuinely try and do stuff. Um, so people were a bit like this and, uh, about the uh, boost mode. Like they put it in Crit City, they put it in beta mode. They said, hey, this is the thing. We're just trying it. Uh, it's out there. We're having a play. And the community goes nuts. Apps, people go off their head crazy about what are you doing with my experience that you're changing? And it's like, well, they're probably the same people who shout just as loudly that they hate Swift and there aren't things they like about it. And it's like, well, if they don't just 
change things they're not going to find out what people like but there we go maybe that's maybe i'm just angry at people who don't like change or specifically don't like the change that they specifically want uh, and that's just a, a reflection on my general anger of the world but yeah buggy bikes thought it was a fun joke didn't mind it uh, anyone here particularly annoyed by the buggy bikes this week not at all no i loved them i thought they were so funny so I'm pretty sure. Are they going to stay Rift... in game? Sorry, Greg. You know, yeah, Swift did not come in, take my bike, and give me a uh, big wheels. So uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, I was okay with the uh, the pixels changing on the game. Are they going to stay in game? That's what I want to know. Because uh, if there's a stupid bike to ride up out to Zift, we we all know that Brian will will take it on uh, at some <laughs> point. So uh, I'm looking forward to next out to Zwift, uh, seeing Brian Sultana on the buggy bike if it's still in game. So actually, he was going to do that uh, after the team time trial, on uh, but uh, the uh, the has attempted to kill him, so he decided not to. I do love the mentality, and maybe it's an Australian thing because uh, there there is something about oh, I'm just going to do this afterwards. So I remember when we J James beautifully in in his wonderful way decided to put um, Von Top in one of the Herd Summer Racing Leagues last year. Uh, ben Poynton deciding that he was that was a good day to ride down it and then carry on and do 100 was it 100 kilometers or 100 miles anyway some stupid amount of time. no it, it it was actually um it was one of the uh, french 60k routes um so he did the 60k route and then decided to like go all the way up bent up all the way back down so he could do 100 kilometers australians they, yeah. they, they're a very strange breed of character they are they are. I, um, they'll, they'll probably tell us the same way. So let's wrap this up then, folks. Uh, what's coming up next week, James? What have we got on uh, various herd events next week? So next week um, on Monday in the Stampede um, individual time trial, we've got two laps of TikTok, um, which is about 36K. Um, bullseye on a points race, we've got um, 18 laps of downtown Dolphin, which will be about 38 kilometres. And what we've all been looking for is the um, Summer Racing League big foothills with God knows how many primes. There are lots. <laughs> there are sprints. There are many climbs. Is this going to break <laughs> Swift Power? How, how, how many weeks later am I going to get my result on Swift Power <laughs> where I find out I've won no primes and have scored three points? Oh, big, big foothills is going to be brilliant. There's so many primes. It's going to be awesome. Brilliant. Well, uh, thanks very much um, for as ever joining me uh, so I don't drink on my own like an alcoholic. And uh, thanks, James. Thank you very much. He's going to leave me in silence there. Thanks, Becca. Thanks. Thanks, Craig. Yeah.